Well, hello. Welcome to this little podcast extra um, on the Cordova Church of the Nazarenes, 3520 Bradshaw um, <laughs> podcast, pastor chat, whatever this is. Um, we're trying to do this thing here where after the Sunday sermon, we spend just a couple minutes reflecting on, um, on worship for the day before and uh, maybe getting some feedback from some of the other leadership in the church. Looking forward into the future, we would love it if um, if you, list, dear listener, um, would would be willing to be a part of this and maybe even question the preacher afterward and try to dig a little bit deeper. Um, so keep your ears open for those kinds of invitations. I have with me, I'm Pastor Jeff Bassett, the pastor at Cordova Church in the Nazarene. I have with me uh, one of our younger members, Miriam Bassett, my daughter. Say hi, Miriam. No, you can say hi? Okay. Um, <laughs> she's just going to smile. Oh, she's waving hi, and that's saying hi. And also Pastor Cody, um, our associate pastor. Um, and so, uh, yeah, this being an audio format, hopefully Miriam's um, intrusions are still welcome here. Uh, but we, we're glad to be able to talk. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of, I preached yesterday, and so I'm going to sort of hand this over to Pastor Cody um, to maybe uh, ask me some questions. Uh, sure. So first question. So you're saying that they won't be able to see, uh, they, they're not going to get the video here. That I can see any any of the antics that we're doing. If I'm doing headstands and so forth, they right. Be that is correct. We will. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So the fact that you're wearing your pink dinosaur T-shirt is just fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. The second question. This is actually. Yeah. No. This is a question. This is. I'm going to question the preacher here. What What is this going to be called? What is this podcast? We already have in the way. 3520. Yeah, we've got. I, I was thinking on my way here that there used to be a. Um, uh, I want to say there's a sports show that would talk about it, kind of sum up the game after the game. It was called Cold Pizza. And so, what would be. Is ours like fermenting grape juice or something? Is, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Is uh, that our. Okay. Well, we need. We, I'm I mean, just. Kind of a Monday morning quarterback sort of, uh, sort of conversation. So. Okay. <laughs> all right. I don't know. That's, that's all I'm saying. Is there, I, I need we'll to catch. Also, we're also receiving any name suggestions that people might have. So, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So it's being thrown out. We're crowdsourcing this. I just, I just getting the creative juices flowing. Um, yeah. No, I, uh, one of the things that, uh, as I was, I, I listened to Pastor Jeff. Kind well, of before, before you do this, can you just tell people what the text was? And, uh, oh, sure. And, what was, and if there was anything specific to it, maybe if, if you remember, this is me quizzing you. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. Well, okay, I do remember the text. Um, the text was, and again, for all those listeners out there, maybe Pastor Jeff Sunday will make these available, but he actually has notes uh, that he keeps in his sermon, and I'm able to look at those, which in this particular case was uh, a benefit to me. Uh, the texts were from Isaiah 40, um, 1 through 11, and then there was uh, 2 Peter 3, some verses that I can't exactly recall off the top of my head, and then uh, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, 1 through 8. What? 
it was like eight to 15 or something. Okay, eight to 15, that would, that would cover it. So, um, so those were the texts for it. And um, I do remember, here's the thing. This is, I, I told, uh, it, I've probably, I've had this little saying, I guess I've, I've used the last couple of weeks that obedience is contagious. And one of the things I thought is Pastor Jeff wanted to do this podcast. And I was thinking, what would be beneficial? Um, and Pastor Jeff was telling me just before we began, it is really having that responsive element to Pastor Jeff asks actually of us all a lot of questions. And I feel like if we all kind of expect people to respond, the best way to do that is not just to know how to do it, but to actually do it. <laughs> Can get very good about telling people what to do, but I know people tend to respond better if I actually um, model it. So a uh, couple things then. In response, I guess the first thing um, I would say, and I think this is probably the way I should always begin, is it's a little bit of confession. Uh, not sure, Pastor Jeff, that I came as prepared yesterday as I should have for worship. And I felt like that was particularly evident in the, uh, in the sermon um, because I let myself get a little distracted. There was a, a little bit of a technical sound speaker issue going on. And, and I think that if I prepared better in the morning, I, I, I don't know, for some reason, I, I couldn't get around that. So I do remember the question that you had asked to return to that, uh, especially in the beginning, talking a little bit about John the Baptist um, and about him being an Old Testament figure, everything about him being uh, kind of within that line, that vein. I remember a lot about locusts. Uh, I could tell you some fun facts, I feel like, after that. Uh, just about locusts and being judgment and honey and, and kind of this sense of both judgment uh, and, and blessing there. Um, and then I recall one of the things that stood out to me. So I, I then this is where I, because normally, let me just tell everybody, this has actually been one of the things that's been really important for me these last couple of weeks in terms of response. I usually have this little journal with me. I love it. I know that in some cases churches will have like a, a little uh, something that you can take take out of a, a bulletin but I actually like having the journal with me uh, it keeps everything together I feel like I lose that stuff all the time and so I have this little journal and I'll bring it with me on Sunday morning see yesterday morning I didn't have it with me I wasn't again I just had my mind in, in some other places and so it was a, a misfortune there but I did start to think one of the things that really struck me about yesterday uh, it was the first time I'd heard somebody put it that way. And Pastor Jeff, you had mentioned that there were three comings, <laughs> three comings of Christ. You know, you kind of heard of Christ having come the first time, um, walked uh, in Nazareth, and then we're awaiting his second coming. And then the third time, and this is where I really felt like I was kind of starting to get into to the groove of, of trying to listen and hear um, the voice of Christ speaking to me during the sermon. The third, the third coming is, is coming personally, uh, that is coming into to one's own life. Um, and again, just for all those out there listening, it's been, a, it, and it has been, it's been a spiritual discipline for me as of late, is really trying to, I feel like there's something very unique uh, it, you know, uh, one is able to commune with God at all times, but being gathered together as the body, being gathered together in worship, there's, there's something special. And if you look through the scriptures, oftentimes you'll notice that, um, I, while you do have occasions like where Saul has, you know, the vision when he's on 
his way to Damascus, you have any number of times where visions happen all in close proximity to, to worship and God's people gathering. And so um, this, is, this has been an important moment for me, being able to listen to these sermons. I felt like when you were talking about that, and, and as you were talking about light, you talked about light and darkness, allowing you know, uh, God's light to shine in and through us. And uh, one of the things that you were doing, especially at the end, was um, not just talking about those things perhaps that might be clear transgressions, uh, right? Like if <laughs> I'm, I don't know, uh, juggling knives and then throwing them at somebody, um, but perhaps those ways that we uh, allow ourselves to you know, get entangled, uh, entangled by things that are uh, less than what God has in store for us. Um, and, and so I, I, I feel like I was, I was really trying to, in that moment, ask, okay, Christ, I, I hear you. I hear you in this. What, what is it right now I'm allowing to hinder me? What is it right now that you might be desiring for me to push me towards? Uh, and there were two things. I, I want to say at least, I, I felt like there were two things that, that really struck me. Uh, as I was listening. Uh, I, I think that the first, um, one of the things that you've, you've really wanted the church. Well, okay, let me, uh, I'm actually going to do them in a different order. I think one of the things that I've, I've really thought about, I've really tried to search my heart on, uh, if we were to, as a church, um, Put, put our energy into something. What, what should our energy be in? And I think I've, I've really had this conviction both on Sunday mornings and at other times, um, the turning, turning to kind of a liturgy of worship throughout the week. We obviously, like you said, Sunday mornings are consistent, even with all the pandemic and stuff, you can still count on there's going to be something on Sunday morning uh, to, to help guide, guide and lead us into worship. And one of the other things I feel like that's been enriching for me, <laughs> uh, Pastor Jeff does, uh, it's a Saturday evening prayer service. Um, and and it's, it's wonderful. He does it on Facebook Live. And, and I think one of, one of the things that I've really been wrestling with lately, I'd love to somehow add or contribute to that. And I might try to find a way on a different evening of the week that I could do that on a consistent basis. I've, I've hesitated a little bit because I know my internet situation isn't um, 100% consistent right now. If I was at home, I would be in, in dire straits. Um, but, um, but that's been something that's been on my mind. I've been thinking a lot about doing something midweek. I already, we do a Bible study on Wednesdays, and so I was perhaps thinking about one on Thursdays. Um, and... And I felt like the sermon was kind of, it was pushing me, I think, a little bit in that direction. Uh, just thinking, because this is what, like I said, I think really, I, I just, I see there being so much to it. Um, and the, the thing about it, I guess the, the question the sermon asked me, this is, uh, again, a, maybe a, a personal confession moment. Um, you know, Pastor Jeff and I could talk more about this in a, in a different podcast or a different uh, scenario where we wanted to go a little bit more into the background of why the daily office is significant. But if I was to tell any of you and any of you were to ask me, what are kind of, what goes on in your spiritual life? How do you seek to stay, um, uh, uh, kind of cultivate uh, a life of faith, a friendship uh, with God? Um, it, it really is this thing called the daily office. It's morning, noon, evening, and, and before you go to bed, there's these short moments of scripture reading and uh, times for prayer. And 
And I think one of the things that the sermon, you know, it can be really easy because it's a very, for me, uh, it's, for me, it's a very private endeavor. It's not something that it was made to be shared in the church, but for me, for the most part. Um, and so I appreciate, again, Pastor Jeff kind of building that a little bit into to Cordova. Um, and, and I probably skipped over, you know, it's one of those things, I'm not sure if you have, if any of y'all who are, if anybody's listening to this, if you have time of devotion, but the, uh, the easy thing can always be with a time of devotion, especially when it's in the morning, it's like you wake up and your mind's going, and you're like, okay, I have these things I need to do. And I'm going to do them, and then I'm going to come back to it. I just want to do these things, and then I'm going to be back to it. Uh, and it can get really easy in that case to you just totally miss it entirely. Um, and uh, and so I, I think it's a confession. I think that that has happened. Um, and um, yeah, so just I felt like there's an invitation there to be able to. That's part of the confessional element. I feel like in the response in the sermon. And, and there is something that's really important in that. Um, but I think also participating in that on Sunday mornings is something that I would hear. And then uh, the other thing that I would say, the only other thing I wanted to say, just kind of as a personal response, and then the question comes back to Pastor Jeff as to whether or not any of this is appropriate, I suppose, as a response. Maybe that's the question. Um, but I was thinking a lot uh, as just sort of listening, what are the things to which one should give themselves, what's distraction, what's not. As I felt like I was being invited to reflect, and I think some of you know, my background before I came up to Cordova, um, <laughs> uh, when I was both at the two churches I was at prior, I spent a lot of time um, in food distributions, at things that, that sort of receive food for the community and make sure uh, that the working poor, uh, those who are homeless, those who otherwise might not have adequate food uh, and, and being able to redistribute it. And I promised Pastor Jeff upon coming up here, I'd do it. I felt like there were any number of reasons. I just, I don't know, I could never seem to, to make it happen. But I just felt impressed. I know that one of Pastor Jeff's insistence has always been being involved in a part of the community um, and so, uh, just been reflecting on the sermon yesterday, I, 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 as a response to it, there's, I, I knew that there were some food banks around here that I wanted to see, be a part of and see kind of what they did. And so, um, I signed up, uh, yesterday for, to, to visit two of them in the next two weeks. There's a couple more I'd like to, but I just feel like, you know, I spent hours and hours, probably days, maybe months of my life. Uh, with food distributions, both leading them, being a part of them, and a lot of different organizations. And uh, I just feel like, you know, I've kind of, I have this all for a reason. And there are probably ways they could be involved in the community in that way. And, and that's kind of what I felt like the sermon was pushing me towards. So I, I think both of those really struck me uh, strongly as I was listening to the sermon and as I was reflecting and kind of urged me to action. Um, because with all the COVID stuff, you really do have to sign up and Kind of figure things out but i said i wanted to do that been thinking about the adding adding a time of prayer there so um so yeah so i i just felt like that's what i was hearing with the coming of christ advent um and and really trying to i don't know uh, allow christ to be uh, a life and to um you know both of those what you should be hearing is is that they're kind of moving towards um there's great freedom in our private lives. And obviously Jesus goes off on his own to pray, 
And yet at the same time, there's something about the gathered saints. Maybe it's because our culture is so individual. It'd be a, about gathering. Both of those are things that I, that I, my takeaways were uh, going to this sort of distribution that's already set up a shared gathering of people and then also moving towards a more public time of prayer um, as being ways to kind of throw off those things that hinder or, or more fully allow Christ to come. So, um, so that's, I know that's a long, long response, but um, I guess you get that with me. I don't know. I hope it seems adequate, but then that's the question um, is what do you, what do you hear in, in the response? Does that seem faithful to what you had wanted to say, or would you have rather uh, <laughs> uh, come across differently? No, that's certainly faithful. Um, I mean, that's part of part of preaching. I feel like is um, can be so strange because I'm I obviously want you want to call people to a response in their life, but I'm not. I don't feel like I'm in control of what it always is, um, and that's the the sort of joint task of the preacher is to um, to say what you believe God has convicted you to say, but to trust to trust that the final word is not with me, um, but is with the spirit um, at work in each person. And so, um, yeah, so I think that's really wonderful. Um, it's, I, I probably have different, I mean, I, I tend to have my own sins in, in view when I'm asking those questions, you know? Um, so I, I certainly, I have a tendency to be, to just, to be distracted, um, by things that are not quite, um, you know, I, I certainly have a tendency to get, to get distracted by things that, um, you know, uh, are of an entertainment kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, and, and don't, don't, I mean, Pastor Jeff is not alone there. Part of, I, I'm sure that was partly what, what I felt like uh, if there was something that I was going to um, look at yesterday in terms of preparing for worship uh, on Sunday morning. I, you know, here's, here's the other danger. I was really, really efficient <laughs> when I woke up on Sunday morning about doing, do, having the time and devotion and all of that. I literally, I did everything that I absolutely could have dreamed and wanted to do. Um, but there's a danger also about partitioning because it's like I finished it. I still have time before the service. You know, Google News is calling to me or something. And there's always something urgent that I need to read or find out, uh, whatever the daily scroll is. I know you've mentioned that before. And, and that was the thing. And then I felt like, and now my mind's in a thousand different places rather than fixed on worship. And, and so I come and I was good about executing. What do we need to do to have the service flow? I felt like it was there, but it was hard for me to get in the sermon. So, uh, so I hear, so I just don't want you to feel that's a shared, that's a mutual confession there. Yeah. Uh, I definitely feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, um, so those are the things that I maybe have in, in mind for myself. Um, I imagine that other people have, have similar, similar issues or similar concerns. I mean, we all live in the same world. Um, and so, so I imagine a lot of us have the same thing kind of pulling, but I am oftentimes, I think, I think it is what you're talking about, um, with, um, knowing that there's something that God maybe has called us to do that has kind of been left undone. Um, and, and what we really need to do is just take the step, um, to kind of pull the trigger on that. So, yeah.
Yeah. Well, Miriam is uh is trying to dump out all the Play-Doh here. Um, I'm not sure what the goal is, uh, but she's working very intently <laughs> at it. So. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe one of my questions. So I, I, like I said, I hope I fulfilled at least, and it feels like there was a very strong. It was. I hope everybody it was personal response to the sermon, but. Um, maybe the question that I, then I would ask you, um, and maybe I'll get better about asking this in the future, is, is there something that uh, you feel like Cordova as a whole, something specific that you would hone in on uh, in terms of thinking of your sermon yesterday? Do you feel like it is? Can you say that first part? Was there something that what? Yeah, is there, is there something that you feel like if you're to kind of perceive Cordova as, as this one unified body, uh, as an entity all in of itself. Um, something that you kind of, you'd want to, you have in mind there with hearing the texts yesterday. Um, something that you'd feel like is distracting or ends up kind of hindering us that we could cast off. I know I'm using, I'm using that imagery from, for whatever reason, because it is, it's great imagery from Hebrews. Yep. Um, but obviously you're Maybe the thing that I, I think about often with this judgment and hope, I mean, we think about those things as um, separate. Um, and something I've been taken by for quite a long time and that I continue to sort of be taken by because, you know, I, I grew up in the Nazarene church. I'm a few generations deep into this thing. And um, we don't always do a great job of confession. I think that's the, the dark side of being a holiness people. And saying that we have such confidence that we can be free of sin, um, that we then have this sort of, we get kind of itchy when it comes to confession, because it's like, well, that wasn't a sin, that was a mistake, right? So I don't really need to confess that, or I certainly don't need to confess that to anybody, but Jesus, um, and, and while theologically that may be a, poss you know, a possibility, um, just in terms of our um, our spiritual lives, when you live a life that doesn't <laughs> confess to anybody or that isn't used to looking at your own life, um, you really, you really end up in this place of kind of trying to preserve in some way your own honor or reputation, um, as somebody who doesn't have any, any real sin that anybody can see or point out. Um, and, and maybe it was during this season a few years ago, I don't know, but I, I was preaching not at Cordova, um, but at another place about, just about judgment um, and confession, and trying to make the point that when we turn toward, the, okay, go ahead. when we turn toward the pain, like when we turn toward the pain of confession, we turn toward the pain of judgment, that that's when we actually experience the hope, right? That there has to be this, um, this kind of embrace of that moment um, in our spiritual lives. And that's when God can actually fully redeem us from these things. Uh, we, don't, we don't muscle our way through them. We don't just try extra hard. Um, and, and the Christian who is, um, you know, just, desires to be like Jesus in all things, um, doesn't try to hide those things from 
from anyone, certainly not from himself or from God. Um, I was struck by a prayer from a former GS, a general superintendent, who are kind of the, the six head honchos in our denomination. Um, and so here's this guy who's really, you know, really well known, and he, he posted a prayer that he and his wife pray on a regular basis, I think even nightly together. Um, and it was just this, it was this rhythm of, you know, forgive me for these places that I have, I've not really been fully like you, you know, in my private life and um, in my public life. And, um, and I was, I was really taken by that, that holiness and sanctification is not a denial of sin, um, but an embracing of the grace that, um, that has conquered and defeated sin. Um, and so, so the reason, the reason I say that is that these, these two kind of dichotomous things of like judgment and hope, um, uh, yeah, I know. Um, you know, judgment and hope, even light and darkness, um, Miriam, Miriam, thank you, um, are not fully separate from each other, that, in Christ, um, oh boy, in Christ, they really are, um, they really are one. And as we experience the judgment of God, that's when we know the hope of God. And so that, um, and I, so that, that's the thing that I, I would love for us as a, as a church to, to grab onto. Um, and uh, in particular, yeah. So if, if I'm hearing you correctly, yes. it's not that God's going to forsake you if you have this kind of private confession with Jesus, but one of the rather incredible gifts is being able to confess um, amidst his body. Um, and that that kind of, that, that confession, part of it is, again, if I'm, is, is that it just, it, it opens us up to who we are in this really honest moment. And in a very real way, we're presented because we're doing it with other people. Um, <laughs> we see our shortcomings and they see our shortcomings. And that's really the opportunity to experience uh, and embrace the grace of God, um, which, which enables us then. In, in many ways, it's like, it's kind of, in some ways, it, it, it's, it's the very also the power of God to overcome those very things that as long as they're kind of kept down, um, we're always trying to struggle them on our own. And yeah, am I, am I hearing you a little bit in that or? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and let me, I'll, I'll, I'll get specific because that's part of the hope here with this is that we can be a little more open. Maybe there's a little more um, context that we can give things than on Sunday morning. Um, but you know, I, I would, um, I, I see it in things like, you know, racism in the church, which is a is a real reality, and and we don't we don't get over that by just acting like it's not there, um, simply because none of us intend to be racist, right? There are there are things that are in place um, that if if we really want the church to be as open a place as we as we do want it to be. There needs to be some element of confession, of lament, um, of grieving, you know, that we've not been who we, who we wanted to be, all that kind of stuff. And so, so as a church, I would hope that we could become a little more comfortable with, um, with that kind of lament, just saying, I've really done it wrong. I've done wrong. Um, I recognize that. 
and I want to turn toward the light. And I know that the light's going to hurt me for a minute, but I also know that the light is going to, um, like in the middle of that pain, um, I'm going to experience the actual life of Christ. I'm going to experience resurrection. Um, so it's, um, you know, that's, that's one of those places that I think, I think often of, Paul's whole thing of just, I, I want to know by any means, I want to know the resurrection of Christ. Um, and I, I, I want to know his sufferings uh, because I know that his suffering results in resurrection. Um, and one of the things that I'm struck by, so yeah, so Cordis sort of bring up, you bring up a, a particular, this is not obviously, it's not so much. There is, there are probably private ways that one could, um, be aware and cognizant of, of committing the sin of racism, but it's it's a it would be I could see there being a lot of communal uh, sort of a, a kind of communal sin. Um, the way that Israel kind of used to have to go as a people and and confess it. And one of the things that I was struck by, or reminded of, especially if some of if some people kind of felt like, you know, I'm not personally engaged or involved in it. Uh, is Christ himself, right, when he comes into the world, he takes on sin, uh, and, and we as his body are invited actually into that same kind of place um, of sort of being in the place of the sinner at, at once for all time and all peoples, and then being able to confess that to God, and that actually being um, something that as we recognize and lament, in part because it's, again, it's hard, we're all kind of in this mess together. I don't know that any of us <laughs> haven't had some kind of thing that we've had splashed on us or splashed on others. Um, that's just, that's the nature of sin. It's just all over. And so it's always trying to, that's, that's precise. I felt like what I heard you saying, we're always trying to extricate ourselves. And, and so just being willing, I feel like to step into spaces sometimes of things that we might not readily recognize, but, but to do it because we know that we live in a world that is that and Christ invites us. I'm, always, I'm also struck by, I mean, of course, People would say that there are things in Paul's own life, uh, perhaps. But he also ends up much later on when he's giving his life for the gospel, saying, Chief of Sinners, you know, I am. Um, and so there's a certain amount of the church really wanting to uh, lift up and kind of be in that place of intercession for the world and like Christ himself um, be the one who is kind of kind of in that place offering up to God. Um, on behalf of others, here's, here's, here's what's, you know, what's, what's awry in this world and God, will you make it right? And so um, being able to do that, I feel like as a church, perhaps with something like racism um, is, is really, it's critical for that. Cause again, it's, it's learning confession and it's learning that not everything that we do is always going to have, um, I mean, part of, I guess, part of the reality of sin, it feels like to me is, making it so that we're trying to nitpick exactly what is it. Whereas, again, Pastor Jeff, if I heard you, it seems like um, the, those who continue to teach us what it means to live well in faith and discipleship is that it's just one continual act of receiving God's grace, which is also realizing it's only God's grace that has made any of us, you know, into the people that God is shaping us into. And we all rely on it. And so that, that constant confession is actually part of God's redeeming grace work in us. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, hopefully that's a, 
a hopeful or a peaceful word um, <laughs> as we kind of go through Advent here. Um, I know it's not super um, uh, Christmassy, uh, but, but that's kind of what we're doing, trying to recognize that in order for us to really be able to, uh, to receive the grace of Christmas, we, we have to make some space um, in our hearts and our lives. And uh, so, all right. Well, thank you for joining this uh, very inaugural episode of, uh, um, uh, what was it, Cold Pizza? Pastor's edition? Uh, fermented grape juice. Or fermented. Fermenting. Fermenting. Ooh, fermenting. We got to get rid of it before it's fully fermented. Uh, yeah, yeah. But isn't that, I mean, that's some sort of, it's like the loaves and then them being leavened. Um, so I feel like if we're fermenting, we're, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's fermenting, but it won't be done until the kingdom comes. That's, That's why we're fermenting right now. We offer it. And then we can all drink it. Um, all right. <laughs> okay. Well, we do. Cool. Anybody listen to well, this? I will. We appreciate it. And oh. uh, we look forward to being able to connect with you in the future. This is Pastor Jeff and Miriam and Pastor Cody. All right. And we will, uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye.